You're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio. Available now on Dash Radio. The following program may contain verbiage and views that will offend some listeners. You see, Andrew Fresh Kills Kilgore is a grumpy old man. And me, I don't give a fuck. Booyakasha, respect. That's not my line. That's not your line. Hills and Bio Show, episode we don't count anymore. Whose line is it anyway, huh? Whose line? I am Lincoln Bio. I am caffeinated. I have a co-host who's been in a better mood lately. Who are also, you? Also caffeinated. Yeah. Yeah, caffeine, caffeine. <laughs> White people, mo- it's a modest stimulant for the working man. Other than opiates, it's it's white people's drug of choice, I would say. Hell yeah. I get high off coffee, man. I just got to admit it. Some of my best, worst ideas. Some of my best friends are coffee. All my friends are dead. <laughs> you had them, though. Did you? Really? Dark. Friends? Wow. Dark. Darkness. But we're not here to... <laughs> we're not here to do dark, to bring people darkness. We're here to bring them into the light. Are Actually, we? we're not... No... No, we do have a message though, but I think that um, we both agreed that we were going to, because we had a little pre-production meeting today, because this is the elevation of the Kills and Bio show, step one, pre-production meeting, step two, profit. Um, we're trying to bring you the best programming we possibly can. We appreciate you joining us here in Ruckus Avenue. We do. And we want to make sure that we're giving you the best of us, which of course, the last couple of weeks, I've been a complete wreck of a man, So, which you know, the best of me. What is the best of me? Maybe there's a, there's a, maybe you'd love to hear me just, you know, I know Ryan loves it when I'm, when I'm down and out, but cause it's funny. It's your charm to be a bitch. <laughs> oh, um, uh, but besides that, speaking of the, the said Ruckus Avenue radio network, which is, it has a plethora of exciting and amazing content that I feel like we, uh, we jumped the gun. We basically just, said it sucked and we didn't even try and uh i mean yeah to be heart you know we've been taking our shots we've been firing uh, shots we've been taking our shots having a good time with it but but it is an incredible it actually is a pretty incredible network and i i I do despite the fact despite however whatever the quality of the programming is and i i happen to i happen to think that it's good but we're lucky to be here we are so you know we should acknowledge that I think that's fair. The The moral of the story is, is we're very timid little people and we're feeling the burn. We're, we're like, do you know what I mean? Like we can't even, we say something and we can't even back it up. We're soft. We're Canadian. Okay. This is what we do. Okay. <laughs> so we apologize to the, everyone out there that um, I'm not mad if you're offended. I think being offended is like kind of like a loser thing to be, but, I'm just going to say, I could be better. You could be better. Yeah, we can be better. Yeah. So that was like kind of like a half apology. And I think that um, there's a lot of things, when you really think about it, we could apologize for. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, There's things. 
Now, at the same time, I want to make a clear distinction here that things that we have to apologize for aren't necessarily the same as regrets. I want to make a clear distinction. Oh, I have no regrets. I don't give I a just, shit. Of course. I know. Exactly. Wah, I offended you. Wah, no. But I yeah. mean, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like I kicked you off your bike. You fell on the ground. You're I'm sorry. Like, you don't regret doing I'm like, it. oh, wow, your leg is broken. That's not good. I can acknowledge that. But it is a funny meme if you capture it right. It's funny that you fell. So I want to talk about, I want to just, I want to go back over my life. You know, I, I, I took about seven minutes to reflect before the show. Right after. Seven whole minutes. Yeah, six and Wow. So I have some things that I feel like you might have some things too. So things. Sure, we can talk about it. Yeah, why not? All right. So. And you start off by saying, I want to apologize. Uh-huh. To, so, I want to apologize to Dan Rutka. Who, who? In high, Dan Rutka. In high school, I borrowed his guitar. And he left it at my house. And I sort of assumed the fact that he wasn't following up to get it back. I mean, he didn't care about it. And I bumped it into things, recklessly scratched it. I basically ruined the guy's fucking guitar. And he got really mad. And I feel like I owe him one. I legit, if I get rich one day, I'm going to find him and I'm going to send him a guitar. So I'm sorry, Dan, for your time. Wow. That's good. That's good. Um, this is a rapid fire. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Well, get turn the music down first of all. Just a bit. I want to apologize for when I was a kid, I was, in, I was a pyromaniac for a little while. And I, I want to say accidentally because I wasn't thinking about it but my friend and I were wandering around the neighborhood and we used to go out with like a bottle of gasoline that we got from his dad's uh, lawnmower and we would set things on fire uh, for fun and we we normally would do it in parks or we would just you know we weren't trying to hurt anyone obviously but just you're being playful with the gasoline yeah we ran out of gas we ran out of gasoline and so we were just wandering around with our zippos and we were setting things on fire we weren't even paying honestly we weren't even paying attention and we walked past this house and they had they had the recycling out and it was like a pile of cardboard boxes and magazines and I, we just lit it in a few places and kept walking i like this is dumbest one of the dumbest things i've ever done and we came around the block and we looked down the street and there was a pillar of flame and it it lit the, it had lit the tree on fire above the above the thing which was by the house and we immediately called the fire department and like anonymously jesus christ dude you took this really to fucking heart like you're <laughs> really, apologize. you're, you're, you're indicting yourself and I you're, apologize this is supposed that. to be rapid fire. Okay. I'm sorry. You're fucking it up already. Well, I'm sorry for that too. I'm sorry for Okay. 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 When I was a kid. I, it was right. wrong. I felt horrible. Right. Stop doing okay. it. It was the end of it. Sorry. All right. Be, I apologize for that. Okay. You, in the middle of apologizing, you created a new thing to be apologetic for. That's I pretty, it's pretty special. Yeah. I apologize for Canadian television. You can film a little bit, but just in, in general. I apologize. It's it's for, not great. It's okay. not great. It's I hear you. So, I'm sorry about that. Oh, you're you, you now you want to go all of a sudden. Okay, go ahead. Let's or rabbit fire, I thought. Okay. Well, right, in, in in that vein, Canadians, I apologize for bag milk. I apologize that the rest of the world. I wrote, I had bag milk as my next one. No way, Hundo. No way. Okay, why do you? Why are you sorry for bag milk? Then I'll then I'll be sorry after. Go. I'm sorry for bag milk because it's ridiculous and no one else in the world understands it, and it's an abomination. It's an affront. <laughs> I'm sorry because when an American person calls me like a milk bagger, 
or like, you know, Canadians, I have no retort, which means it's a solid burn. Mm. Um, okay. I got a new one. I apologize that uh, the Canadian Football League, um, which only has eight teams and eight fans, uh, once had two teams or in its history has had two teams named the Rough Riders. First of all, what is a Rough Rider? It yeah. sounds oddly sexual to me and creepy. And two, what is it? What are we doing with, you know, like it's, we don't have a tragically hop and a tragically yeah. hip, you know, there's just one. So I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for the whole, a lot of CFL. I want to apologize for how good looking our prime minister is because straight up, he's, wow. he's a sexy dude. And, you know, as he travels the world and does like, I'm sure he's messing up. Like, look, I know ladies out there. Don't be jealous. You know, he's our guy. It's not his fault. He was born with it. You know what I mean? He's just hot. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the, you know, the stimulation that our prime minister has caused to the men and women of the world and the, you know, uh, 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 inevitable moisture that creates down in the Southern region for both sexes Mm. and vis-a-vis the shortage of said cleaning supplies mid the pandemic. I'm sorry. It's ill-timed. I got you. Okay. I, I want to apologize. We're not dissimilarly to how hot our president is, but I want to apologize for also being incredibly good looking. And, and, and I want to apologize for it because it's not my fault. I was born with it. And here's the thing. My good looks, unfortunately, <laughs> give you guys a bad impression, a wrong impression of me that I'm cool or that I've <laughs> in the bedroom or that I've had a lot of women or that I know anything about women or that, you know, all those things are completely or men. true. I'm an absolute nerd loser. And like good look, unfortunately, you don't convey that. So I apologize for that. I'd like to apologize to my buddy's ex-girlfriend who discovered drawings of dicks all throughout her house after I had helped him move out. Wow. I'm sorry to her. I already apologized to her on Facebook. <laughs> wow. But you know uh, what? Yeah. You know, I do. I am. I, I am apologetic. However, uh, I helped cut the cord in that relationship and everybody needs that. Like I, literally that's one of my jobs is I, I make sure when people break up, they stay broken up. So I make them either hate me or I just sort of, you know, I do something. Like that. So, but I mean, I apologize. That's, you can, that's a public service. In one, in some sense, but I hear you. You're getting a little underwater at times. Really. Speaking, of, speaking of public service, I want to apologize for uh, the Raptors winning the championship and the proliferation of insufferable, Canadian fans that have proliferated through, you know, like I want to apologize to Detroit for when all of our Raptors fans, show, more Raptors fans show up at their games than, than, than Detroit Pistons fans. Preach. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that, you know, that, you know, we closed out the, uh, the Golden State Warriors building. I'm, I'm sorry that there were more of us than there were you and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's Go all. fuck yourself, world. I want to apologize to my friend. Sorry, I want to apologize to my buddies, my other buddies, ex-roommate, who discovered drawings of dicks all throughout his house when I helped him move. <laughs> wow. So you can see there's a pattern here. Well, I don't, and I don't know how many more you got, but I do. My final one I is... I got some. Okay. Oh, I, got a bunch I, want to apologize, I want to apologize to everyone who's listening or who's ever listened for encouraging Ryan, encouraging Lincoln Bio. To be himself and to speak his mind because it's, it's borderline impossible to listen to. It's it's insufferable and I, and it's my fault for encouraging you to do that. So I, for all of our fans and people in Ryan's life who have bolstered your behavior, I apologize. 
I'd like to apologize to you, Andrew, first kiss, for focusing so much on your negative qualities, you know, like your sad sack, wet toilet paper attitude, you know, in life versus some of your exceptional abilities as an artist. I focused on the negative. I've really I want to apologize. I'm going to wrap up a few more. I want to apologize to my mom for lying to her when I was a kid about Santa and that I, I, I knew he wasn't real, but I pretended that he was real so I could manipulate her to get another present because I lost my present. I yeah. said, Mom, you, I didn't, you didn't pay for that. Santa did. So why are you complaining? There you go. I am an asshole. I want to apologize uh, to the 80s. To the 80s? For, yeah, I want to apologize to the 80s for hating on the 80s. Because in retrospect, the 80s Retro were stuff. fucking sick. The 90s are actually the, the bad decade. They're bad. It's all forgettable stuff. The TV was cool, but the music, there's a lot of forgettable music in the 90s. One Hit Wonder is weird. Weird stuff. And the best stuff that came out of the 90s has this like sad tone to it, like Kurt Cobain, you know what I mean? Like Nirvana. It's hard to like you know, there's always something missing. I, I had a I had a friend uh, who had done a TED talk on uh, um, basically music and how music, because it's like the escape. He he basically did an analysis of economics, like human economics, like versus uh, what music is popular at the time. And what he found was, uh, in as short a time as I can make this as encapsulated, his thesis was essentially that when the economy is doing really well, right? Um, people see the club or they see music in general as an escape from whatever the status quo is. So if the, in particular in the nineties, um, mid nineties, uh, the economy was doing really well at a certain point. And what you had at the top of the charts during that time was exactly what you're talking about. You had Metallica, you had Nirvana, you had nine inch nails. You had like, you had music that was at the top of the charts that was very dark, very like morose, very depressing versus Right around 08, when the economy tanked, right when we hit the one of the biggest, you know, we're, we were on the edge of a of another depression. The top of the charts was like Nicki Minaj doing candy pop, neon colored puppet show type video, happy, happy, happy music. You literally had a song from Pharrell called "Happy," which I don't think would work. And I mean, if you played the happy, if you played Pharrell's "Happy" song in any other day, right now, you'd get yeah, punched. I mean, yeah, of course. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, well, that's great for you, you rich bastard. I'm not happy. I'm fucking, I'm, I got no, you know, like, I'm making 50% of my income. And, I was going to uh, say, though, like, my grandma a, won't hug me. Exactly. But as a DJ, for example, because I think that's a really interesting uh, analysis. And as a DJ, do you feel that? Like, do you feel, like, have you felt certain types of music that, you know, whatever, top 40 or, or when you're playing certain clubs, like, when times are tough? People want happier stuff. They react better. The dance floor reacts better. Like, how do you how do you find that? Well, I mean, the thing is, is that like youth are shielded from the realities of the world a lot. So, so a lot of the people that you're catering to live in a bubble of youth. They live in a fountain of youth. If you're mm. 24 years old, 25 years old, you're just fresh out of school. You're still, you know, you still hang out with your bros most of the time. You likely don't have a long-term relationship on the go maybe you do but a lot of people don't so that like for example like SARS H1N1 like I don't we didn't that didn't affect my life at all and it wasn't the same level but I'm just saying like in some of the recessions so it's kind of 
it's not, I don't think we in our lifetime have experienced that type of phenomenon, that type of Vietnam war, that thing, that type of, sure. uh, uh, like real depression, real war stuff. So, and it's hard to say. Um, but, um, I'm trying to think about, um, well, the anti thing is like new year's, right? Tons of, uh, 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 fucking anticipation and it ends up disappointing but like when avici died you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. playing avici records that weekend was amazing you know that created an energy yeah. so yes there are things that create energy as far as suck away energy um hard to say well if but, you think about i mean like you know dubstep at its height oh which is really dark music really if you think about it it's uh, weird it's, it's like really the dark and it definitely was at its peak during a really, really rough time economically in particular, which is what my boy's thesis was about, Ted Talk was about. It was cool. I remember when dubstep was popping off because it was like the rave culture of our years was over, right? Drum and bass and uh, happy hardcore for the people and and trance and all that other shit. Like, just don't don't come near me. with. I remember it was one of the largest disappointments when I came back to Toronto and hanging out with my high school friends and they were all Paul Oakenfold fans and they all they wanted to do was go to clubs and listen to trance music and get high. And I was just like, yeah, this is the work. So dubstep kind of gets popping and it's like the grungy, it's like the grunge of the EDM scene. Like it's head bump and smash shit. And that had dubstep did not last long. It quickly became EDM trap. And then that, there was this weird period where that's all anyone played. I went to a, I've talked about this before. I went to a scratch pass at barbecue and like four DJs did like, only that type of music and i was like "Ugh, leave me alone and so yeah and then that um but i want to talk more about the 90s and like just like it's not good like those songs are for nostalgic movies for like uh memes and shit but you just those those weird uh one hit wonder you know collective soul type of joints you know yeah and they got no place, man. Whereas the 80s, bro, synthesizer, you know, explosion, house music, tempo before house kind of really actualized itself. And and everything about it, the cars, the outfits, in retrospect, I think the 80s is pretty, like, what, uh, Stranger Things, right? Stranger Things is all 80s everything. It's amazing. Yeah. Let's go. I'm sorry about that. How do you feel that way? Do you feel, do you feel cleansed? Because you went deep. In your apologies, I feel like especially that first one really haunts. I mean, I still I still have demons. I still have things that I you know that I I'm not ready to divulge or apologize for yet. But but uh, yeah, I'm How really glad I, I got I got the good looks thing off my chest. I feel like I I feel like it's that's a, that was a tough one to, for me to be honest about. I'm How vain, many times I'm a, How many times a day do you refer to yourself as a piece of shit? And I'm not chirping you because I, like I do that. Do you, do you well, like, I it, fucking suck, dude. You know what? It happens a lot. And actually, my Ugh. I had an interesting hangout with my buddy Jado, who's moving back out west, and, and his philosophy <laughs> philosophy is very uh you know, he our whole thing is and you know, we bonded over the fact that like I have this I'm crippling self doubt. And so he he believes you know, like we're gods. Like so his his whole like we 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 riff off the fact, yo, like Yo, I'm a god. I'm a god. Like that's that's his whole thing, and 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 his mindset. And it's funny because his his mindset in business, he's very successful uh, in business, and and that mindset is required in the sense of like, you know. But as an artist, you know, artists are diff- We're difficult, man. Like you know, one day one day you're top of the top of the heap, 
You know, like there are days when I think I'm like where I actually believe I'm the best live beat performer that ever lived. Um, and then there are other days where I'm like, you know, and that's like sometimes that happens within a single day. So, yeah, it's I'm there. like I'm on a tip where it's like I feel like uh, uh, like a lot of creativity is disposable now because of, you know, the the, the fast foodization of, of content creation and consumption mm. and it lasts a short amount of time everything even down to how memorable the songs are like you know when kids are older like are they gonna jam to the same shit I, they might just go back and listen to classic rock like we all kind of end up doing yeah but but uh so to that end it's kind of like I'm, I'm i'm just feel like creatively creatively i'm like well what like what does this mean like does it mean anything you know like my my uh my remix that i did with trey's uh, uh, went on a uh, Major Lazer's Halloween mix. Like amazing. Major Lazer knows my name. Diplo knows my name. I know that. Yeah. Um, Incredible. But I don't play the I don't play the clout game, bro. I I don't want to well, do that. I don't want to I don't want to take a screenshot. You know what I mean? Like Trey's like, and trust should, me, Trey's though. is smart. I should. I know I'm I supposed to do that. that. I'm yeah. supposed to say, hey everyone, look at what I'm doing. Look at me. He's look doing at me, that now. I, Humble bragging I, currently. No, okay. no, no, no. But I fucking hate it. I hate that right. everybody's everybody's online doing. It. I hate it. Look at me. Look at me. Look at this. Oh, God, I don't want to do that. But you're I want, to put art, I want to put art out into the world and let it. If it's good, it it thrives. You know. Well, autopilot. So two two really two things. So I was at the Goldie Awards in New York, and I played my little pocket synthesizer with my cock in front of two thousand people, five feet from Diplo. Okay, and he loved it, and he doesn't know my name. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, number one. Number Whoa, two, Diplo Chronicles. Number two, I, just, I saw a meme the other day, and this really spoke to me. It was, it was a picture of this girl looking at, their, at her phone, and, and the headline or the meme was, one of your best friends uh, takes, you know, listens to the first 10 seconds of, of an album that you worked on for nine years. And, you know... This idea that like, yeah, I mean, that remix, I don't know how long you worked on the remix, right? But let's just say, who knows, you worked on the remix for, for weeks and you put it out and it made it on, it made it on the, uh, you know, Diplo played it on his, on his playlist, which meant, uh, you know, certain thousands of people heard it, whatever. But tomorrow, that never, it never happened. Tomorrow, nobody cares. It's gone. Uh, just like you're saying, it's the fast food thing. And so in answer to your question about how often do I feel like a piece of shit? Well, how exactly am I supposed to feel if I, you know, even if I create something that I really believe in, like something you, know, you do a remix takes you three weeks to make and you love it, it's precious and you put it out and it does okay. Diplo plays it, awesome. And then the next day it's like it never happened. And so we have this whole like dialogue about, oh, consistency. consistency. Keep going. Yeah, well, consistency is for what? I mean, if, if I put out something and no one cares about it, but I cared and loved it, like if I made a child, if I made a music baby and I put it out and it was thrown to the wayside, or it was enjoyed for half a second and gone, what exactly am I supposed to do with my self-worth? Like, where where am I getting that from as an artist, right? I mean, but I here's know. the thing. I don't think, see, like, I'm not a good businessman, okay? I have some of the qualities of a good businessman. I understand that you need to provide something people need. Like, you have to ask really hard questions before you try and sell things. So I'm good at that part. I'm good at, stopping you know and asking myself that question okay and in the grand scheme of the world of art writ large music 
do people like people need music, but with the amount of creation that's happening, is that the best use of our creativity right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 does the world need more music? I, I don't know if it does. I think a lot of people could just stop and do some other shit. There's some sure. other cool art, like visual art. You know what I mean? Like, like my wife's friend painting something for us. She just, it's like, a, I guess, you know, like a lot of people, COVID hobby. She's yeah. great. Something do shit happen. like that. People right. need that. People need art in their houses. It looks amazing. Take a stab at that. Well, Okay, stop I think trying to be a fucking stop. Everybody, okay. everybody just stop. Couple things, here. Couple things here. First of all, what's Rock. happening? You're in the you're in the music thing, so we look at we see what's going on in music and we feel that way. Everyone in the visual arts field is also thinks the exact same way that you do. So it doesn't just because you jump out that doesn't mean it doesn't apply that the same criticism. They think there's too many think. people. Really? Of course they, they do. Think? Of course they do, dude. It happens in every art form. That's number one. Number two, I'm fascinated. And there's a hypocrisy in you that I want to get to somehow. I don't know how to get to oh, it. Oh, go check ahead. It out. Check it out. Because here's uh, the thing. As much as you hate, you know, you hate, you know, having to like take a picture and post the, and the you, upload. And you. That's it, so right? I hate you. You, you. you hate that whole thing of having to do that, right? But you're also the first person when I'm whining about said, said game, you're the first person to tell me to stop crying about it. So what I want to know is where where does where does that one opinion end and the other one begin? Because as far as I can tell, you're oh I, I can tell you I can tell you right now I can tell you right now. All right, tell me. I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay, smart guy. Listen to me. He's got it okay? all figured out. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm listening. I go to the pool when I want. <laughs> I pay the five dollars. Okay, when I want. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy a monthly subscription to the pool. I'm not on the board of on the pool executive board. You are. You signed up. So you're in now. So you need to grind. I have not decided to make a career off of recording music. I do it when I want. I do it how I feel. And that's what it is. Same right. thing with all the promoting shit that I do with my DJing. I don't need to do none of that. I do it yeah. when I want. You, you know, I delete about it the same I deleted it about it though. You know those fucking, I think I might have mentioned this last week, those little things on Instagram where you, you know, like fashion, home life, blah, 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 on my Instagram. I deleted all those because I don't want to feel obligated to, like, to, to talk about it. So I do it when I want, okay? But you're in the game, okay? Since you're in the game, man's got to hustle. You got to do it. That's what it is. So okay. it, no. it, it is what you make it, especially somebody like you who has all this talent. No, okay. My, my, my complaint is just people wanting attention you don't so get much both ways though man you're having but I'm to good have here's the difference here's the difference between me and these people i think are, are dorks i i'm pretty I, like i i do less promoting relative to my pretty substantial talent like i'm wasting my talent i don't think i'm god like, i said this about me versus nick bike not to say there's a versus but talent level whatever who knows close whatever he's higher i'm higher whatever but his hustle is a thousand times better you know, and he's made something out of that. So I suck, but at least I have talent. I'm not using it. And there's people who, well, I guess that's shitty too, but there's people who have like meh talent, but they're like getting, they're grinding and they're just yeah, they're trying so hard to put this. Cause you can with technology, put this very nice polish around your mediocre art. Like, ugh, stop. Right. Well, you know, okay. So then maybe there's an argument there that you're making about, there should be an adequate level, you know, there's an adequate level of hustle that should go with your talent or something or whatever. And that stuff's all out of whack. We've talked about that on the show before, but 
I just still feel like if you're going to put music into the world, you're putting yourself there. And currently, you know, five minutes ago, rewind the episode, I'll send you a little clip of it. You bitching about, you know, the, the bitching about the nature of the game. And it, it is what, and I'm, I'm going to take the other road and say, Hey buddy, it is what it is. You know, if you don't, if, if you don't want to take a picture of the fact or draw attention to the fact that Diplo is playing your joint, then yeah, you're an idiot. You're a total idiot. Because oh, 100%, when you sell music, you're in the game with me and everyone else. As much as you want to say, "Hey, oh, I don't, I don't live and die by it," blah blah blah. Well, okay, current set of current state of affairs aside, you're still in the game when you when when you you know you're putting your foot in the you know in the game. You're throwing your two cents in there. So I don't know. I mean, I appreciate. I also you know certain days, certain days, I need you to tell me, "Hey, man, you're pretty, you're pretty dope. You should probably work a little harder." You know, yeah, other yeah, days, I need you to be like, "Hey, man, you're a piece of shit." And chill out. You know, there's going to be days yeah. where I hear that. So, okay, fair. Okay. Um, that's fair. That's fair, totally fair. Fair enough. Totally fair. It's fair enough. <laughs> hey, we have a guest this week that's cool, eh? We both know this guy. Yeah, and it's funny because the stuff we're talking about is, you know, he's right in the middle of it. And uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get He's him. on the come. He's a guy who, during this uh, dark time, has elevated himself. And he's, he's getting it going. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear uh, uh, about his life. So why don't we? Um, yeah, let's bring him in. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's oh, man. He's definitely on the come up. Um, I don't even know where to start with this cat, man. Um, originally from Qatar, he's become a staple in the Toronto beat scene, uh, and you know, as you were saying in the last few months, just on the come up, super hard. I mean. His sound is like he's he's got that that jazz that soul. He's got, got that, the bounce. He's got, he's got that, the bounce. that bounce. He's killing it, man. He's a good friend of mine. I'm happy to have him on the show. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Hey, Bombay. Hey, <laughs> Yo, thank AKA, you, man. Aka Lander. Aka Lander. <laughs> Yo, this guy, this guy sent me sent me files, and I didn't know what Lander was. And it says Lander when you're when you use it. I guess it renames your file as Land or something. So yes. I thought his production name for because I was like an idiot. I thought his he was L- AKA Lander or something. So I, I put I put like Lander or something. Uh, Lincoln Bio Edit on one thing. Oh my wow. god, so funny. <laughs> yeah, man. I used to I used to send you so many uh, so many masters with like the, the Lander thing because we did the the TLC remix. Yeah, like, that was uh, fun. Like, yeah, before COVID, man. So. We- Pre COVID, yeah, you know? yo, where can people get that vibes. stuff, man? Uh, dude, I don't know. Like, uh, I think it's on SoundCloud, if I'm not mistaken. Your SoundCloud? Uh, no, not mine. I think it's in Lincoln. In Lincoln, no, nah, no, nah. no, I'm anti SoundCloud, uh, okay. professionally and personally, but okay. uh, they're, they're not, they're <laughs> okay. not, they're ah. not a friend, they're not a friend to the DJ community. They have strikes and they, it's just, it's, it's let's not do that yet. Yeah, okay, uh, bet, let's bet. not go there. All right, done. But done, yeah, done, no, done. Uh, 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 mans can just hit me up and I'll send it to them, any DJs. But hey, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. It was in, I don't think, I, I don't know if I put that in any pools, but it made its way around Toronto because I got tagged in a few things. So that was some quality work right there, sir. Hell you yeah. taught me, you taught me, because I've learned from a couple producers who, you know, let's say we're not piano players, just in short, uh, how to take the rhythm that you're thinking and and get that down. Hammer a note down in the rhythm you want, and then move the notes in the uh, in the the MIDI to accommodate the melody that you're hearing in your head. As yeah. you know, which sort of like combats the the that lack of piano skill. Which I mean, 
I mean, dude, like, like you know what? It's so funny because I, I I went to like a like a talk at Ryerson, and uh, one of these sample curators for uh, I think it's um it's for for Frank uh, Frank Duke's label. He was saying that when he used to go to the studio, this guy used to play all the chords and and like uh, in C major or like, and then he would just like transpose it by the pitch because he didn't know any other key, uh, like any other keys. That's what I do. Yeah, he would just play that one chord and it would just like pitch I, it up and down. <laughs> I can't so, play it. I can play in C minor, that's it. C minor nine dive. <laughs> C minor nine dive. C minor dive. But yeah, man. Thanks, thank you guys for having me on the podcast today. Well, listen, we got to talk a little bit about this because a couple weeks ago I was a sleepless wreck and I stood you up. We were going to hang out and I stood you up and you stopped answering my texts and I was like, wow. <laughs> This motherfucker. <laughs> so then when Ryan, Ryan actually was like, yo, we should get Bombay on the show. And I was like, well, I mean, if you, if you can get him, because the guy ain't talking to me. No, and I haven't talked him over this, yet. Yo, yo, this guy, yo, Ryan, this guy's crazy, man. This guy, this guy, like he, he has my phone number. I'm one phone call away, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you see what he's doing? Well, the difference between you and me is I don't, I have never tried to enter the friend realm with this guy. I don't. I don't go there. I I see the forest from the trees or whatever the fuck. I see Andrew. I'm like, no, business, strictly business. This is no actual money involved. We're in this weird. Basically, this podcast is we can't afford therapy, so we just we we do this, and this we definitely can't afford to be each other's friends. That's for sure. Which of no. course now you see Bombay is slower to the game because he's realizing that a friendship with me is taxing. It means I'm going to stand him up. It means I'm going to waste his time and he's got to make tough decisions. And I, you know, I understand that. I'm just, I'm just learning as I go, man. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works with me. You know what I mean? I make like mental notes about people and that's it. I wanted, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to ask you guys a question. You're talking about remixes. Sorry to change the subject, but yeah, yeah, I, I, remix. so here's the deal, right? I know Ryan does a lot of remixes. Bombay, I mean, you're doing, you're pumping out so much original material. What exactly for you guys, how do you feel the remix? How does that fit into what you guys are doing? Obviously, Ryan's a DJ, and so that's his whole thing. And plus, I don't need to hear from him. I'm tired of him. Anyway, what do you feel like is the role of, of making remixes in your, you know, in your sort of prog- progression as a producer? I mean, for one, it's just like your interpretation of a song, right? Like whenever I would like approach a remix, it, it would just be me like, you know, listening to the original, really liking it. And then me being inspired by that and just trying to take it in its own direction. So I think like it was last year, I was like on a house house rampage. I was just throwing house beats everywhere, mm. everywhere I could. And then like from there, you know, I'll be like, hey, why don't I just remix some like some songs that I really like? and then just put them together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, I guess when it comes to remixing, it's just like approaching it in your own unique way. I think that's how I interpret it. You know what I mean? And it helps you like flex your production and like learn more about like when you work with songwriters and just artists, like mm-hmm. space, like how important space is, you know? Like, I hear that. You know? I hear that. I'd like to speak, Andrew. Is that okay? Yeah, I guess so. So... I, I, I think uh, it's something maybe we're not aware of. 
but I, I think that for a lot of people in production, remixing is like an apprenticeship to original music. So we, we, we need to work with the melodies, the excellent melodies that have been made from established artists before us. And we play with them first because we can get, first of all, we can get people to pay attention to us a little quicker than if we do original music, especially if it's not great. We're still getting our feet wet. So you work with those great melodies and then you eventually start to learn how they created it and branch out and start to do your own. And I feel like, you know what I mean, Bombay, I see you doing that, right? I'm guessing you do more original stuff than you used to. Well, I, yeah. And to that yeah. point, Bombay, that's cause that's sort of where I was getting at too, is for me, I was, I, I was doing the mashup thing because that was the only way to get people to pay attention to really mm-hmm. understand what I was doing in the pads was like, I'm going to chop up something everybody knows and then, you know, take them on a journey that way. Um, but yeah. I was wondering, you know, because, yeah, yeah. you know, the remixes get taken down, like, you know, SoundCloud's messing with it, right? Like, copyright yeah. material is just getting cracked out on so hard now. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You know, but like, um, yeah, man, I mean, there's always avenues. There's always ways to go about it, right? Like, you know, just, I don't know. It, it just depends on what song you use and like mm-hmm. how creative you can get when you put it. I think when I, whenever I used to put it on Instagram, I, would, I wouldn't really get flagged. You know, like, I, I think I posted, like, a Drake remix and the Travis Scott remix and everything like that. Never been flagged. So, like, I guess I, I'm not sure how the how the system works, to be honest. Yeah, but, like, um, but, yeah, man, I think the whole remix thing started, like, in, when, uh, sorry to go on the, on the Deviant, but, like, uh, but, like, uh, sorry, Tangent. Uh, I think in 2018, like, I went to my first selection show and those guys were heavy into remixing, like, those classic like R&B joints and you know classic mm-hmm. hip hop joints and and then from there man I was like this is so dope because they would bring like all these like favorites and they would put like a trap spin on it or they would put like a like a house spin on it or Afrobeat spin on it and mm-hmm. I, I felt that was so sick like you know I felt that was like the future you know like they're selling an experience which you can do right you can yeah. sell a, a, an experience that you tour around and bring so that was something they where they could fully monetize it and it couldn't really be touched as opposed to creating a, a, a remixes and then trying to put them online. Uh, they could get flagged, exactly. you know, Bandcamp is this weird little haven, but I'm pretty sure if you get big enough on Bandcamp, they, 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 they you get yeah. you know, kicked off there too or whatever. So that's a good problem to have, man, to be honest. What if, like, I was yeah. just thinking, I was just the, yeah, I know, seriously, I was just thinking <laughs> about this. When we were saying this, like what if an artist made a track and like declared it open source? Like, what if a mainstream artist ever did that? Put out a more song. More. Like, Here yeah, the, here's more the acapella. And you can, you, can, you can submit, take a remix, and you can put it on, on uh, Spotify. You can put it wherever you want. You can monetize it. Like, could somebody... You, uh, did you ever hear about Indaba music? Any of you guys mess with that back in the day? Because um, no, they, no. they did a lot of that stuff. So, for example, uh, Chaos's record, it, it was the record that came out after uh, Joyful Rebellion. I can't remember. It was a blue cover. Can't remember what it was, but he put his entire album, all the stems for every song, he put it up on Indaba, which was this, basically this website where people were encouraged to just remix and share sounds and go back and forth and everything. And he basically had a challenge. It was like every song you could remix, and and, and it had everything like mm. bass drum, mm-hmm. kick, horns, vocals, everything. And basically, everyone was remixing everything. It was crazy, and I like I still use some of the sounds of that, but it was also like. You know, they would do contests to have a remix version of the album, and so they would pick the best remix of each song. 
Um, and that was a thing, but it's funny because like that was back in the day. I don't know when that when that would have been, maybe two thousand and you know ten, twelve or something. But yeah, I haven't seen it as much mm-hmm. lately. Although the sound packs have been such a huge thing, which of course you've been dabbling. Yeah, in. Oh, your jump yeah. pack freaking awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Where, Thank where you. can people Thank get that, by the way? Oh, that's on my that's on my uh, on my LinkedIn bio. So like usually <laughs> post all my <laughs> I post most of my like all my paid stuff on on um, on selfie.com. And uh, yeah, they can. Uh, I have everything on my link tree, like all the links to like the mailing list to like you know, purchasing the. Where is your link? It's on my it's on my bio on Instagram. Okay, so hey Bombay one. Yeah, yes sir, yes sir. So, but there's a man monetizing his talents correctly. There you go. But it's one, cool. hey man, you know what, cool. dude? It's a, it's a le- it's like a learning process, man. Because like I, I remember when like I first came to, to to Canada, I just thought things would just like work out. And, you know, like <laughs> year by year, it's like I figured, I have, you, you know, you kind of have to learn new things, like learning how to use a camera, learning how to edit video, learning how to like mix, learning how to, you know, do yeah. certain things, man. Like, and it's good because if I, I think if I came here and someone told me, oh, you have to learn all these things, plus be really good at what you're doing, it would just been really intimidating, to be honest. I was, I was roasting the amount of people who make music who are mediocre and have a professional polish uh and i hate that but see like you're really good oh thanks bro. So get your get your money bro like get your money hustle like keep going keep going bro like that's cool i need that i want that you know what i mean fresh kills wasted talent right now just depressed <laughs> um, this guy, yo. <laughs> like, no like it's no bullshit joke. yo i was thinking about this too if we did if we all and i think hey i, I would love to do this if, if the three of us worked on a track i'm a, i'm a bow out of the drums because you two like you know what i mean we got enough with you two but would you two be able to get along with who's gets to do the drums i feel like that would be yeah uh, of course well, I'm, I'm who does the drums you know, person, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna just concede everything to, to Bombay, who's just kicking, kicking ass. Bombay's, you know what, gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Bombay is gonna do his. He's gonna, he. We're gonna have to keep pulling his snares closer to zero because he keeps swinging everything and he, like head starts to jerk to the right. I'm like, yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking this guy. But yo, fresh kill. How yeah. early is too early for a snare, Bombay? Yo, too early, man. I don't know, man. It's all a field, man. I, I can't, I can't tell you to be honest. Like, yeah. but like, I can know if a drum, if drums are really like. I personally don't like robotic drums, like everything to the gradient. You know what I'm saying? Grid, I, unless yeah. it's like, unless it's you know, uh, unless it's like trap or something like that, where there's like a bounce to it. But yeah, man. I don't know. Like, there's no such thing. You know, it's closer to the, you know. Earlier, later, it doesn't matter. You, but you, the feeling. you once said, because you were talking about having, you know, come to Canada and every year, you know, your things are changing and you're, you're kind of up in your game, learning new things. And you said this to me one time, and I just thought this was so great. And I definitely don't want to hear what Ryan has to say about anything, but maybe he can chime in with this. But um, you were talking about how at one point you lived in kind of a grimier neighborhood. Oh, my God. And yes, like, sir. You were like super grimy gangster. Did yeah you, during that time like you listen to your beats that you made while you were living in that Yo, neighborhood man's definitely got softer as i moved like uptown man <laughs> for sure i definitely got softer because <laughs> like when i yeah when i i think my when i before i moved uh i was living in saga after i finished school and then i moved to toronto like in 2015 
and like uh yeah i looked at uh sherborne carlton you know like full disclosure mm. and like that area full disclosure uh, yeah full <laughs> so i i lived there and I, I, you know that area was so cool man just because like it, it kind of gave me like a full insight into like you know mm. like how how the area really was you know what i mean and uh then my beats were super grimy like i would just buy records from play the record and i would just sample everything and anything you know and mm. every beat i made was just grimier and grimier and i think uh like i had at one point we had like a rat infestation in the building and the beats got even harder because i was just like now i'm really living the dream there's something about a, a high probability of getting pissed on when you walk home you know to really put the edge on your on your creative expression yeah for real that fucking I mean, fell flat all right yeah i mean like yeah Fuck. but like i think that was also the time i was like dude i had like um yeah, I think Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's been to my place, man. He's like, there's like posters everywhere and things like that. It's pretty. Well, amazing. I haven't even been to your place. That's well. Man, you, you got to come over, man. You got to come over. It's a nice neighborhood, uh, man. Uh, you know, but we did have a shooting here, I think, a couple of weeks back. So that was that was scary. That well, was, that was crazy. One of the things I, the thing I was going to ask you about too is, is just speaking to that effect is like you recently. I mean, you 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 had a day job for for a while, and and. You know, we, we, we on the show, we've talked to different people about, you know, maybe, and sometimes it's the Canadian thing was like, even the most successful Canadian artists, have, you know, have had to have day jobs and stuff. And you recently made the move, like you've been on the come up and, and, you know, you were sort of starting to not like your day job or like your day job less and less. And you recently made that jump where you're like, you're going for it. Like you, you're all in right now, which, yeah. you know, first of all, congratulations, but also like, what a bold, what a bold move, especially in this time. Um, talk about it, man, because you know that's okay. a that's a difficult moment for for anyone. Yeah, any point in their life or their, their career to make that jump. Yeah, man. So, uh, like, I think yeah, last year uh, I used to work retail before I worked at the bank, like the banking industry. So, like uh, after retail, I got a nice job at the, at a bank, and you know it was it was a cushy job, man. Like you know, go to work, come back, you know go work out, things like that. But I think since COVID started, I think just for everyone, like when we had their first lockdown, I think it really was an introspective period just for, just for you know, me personally, mm-hmm. just because like I was just like literally looking at the computer every day and like, I was just thinking, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like I yep. took this, 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 this risk of, of like leaving my, like my family to come here just to work a day job, you know what I mean? Not, not like not knocking the day job hustle, but just like, I, I always felt that I was destined for bigger things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I always felt something in my, throughout my life, it's all, you know, it's all for, for a specific reason, man. So like, you know, and as, as the time was going on and on with the day job, I was, I, I stopped working out. I was started smoking again. It was just like a, like a lot of things that, you know, my mental state, wasn't wasn't at the at its best and uh you know i was looking forward to the weekend man that was that was like one that was like a red flag for me personally because like i couldn't wait for saturday and sunday (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and that was like a big thing for me because i was like you know usually i would just chill and do nothing you know that's not like as you guys know that's not my style 
So I As think you like know, you know me. You guys know me. You guys know me, man. You know how I you do. Know me. You know what I'm about, <laughs> I don't stop my style. I don't just sit around and wait for the weekend. You know how motherfuckers get that. Yo, see, <laughs> when I when I look at you too, like when I watch you two perform or you First of all, I see how much you're loving it. It's an expression in your face. Kills is kind of like, he's got like a jerk off. He's jerking off look on his face. He's like, oh, I love this. I love me. Oh, but it's a little weirder. But both of you guys look like you're having so fun. And uh, and I see Bombay. I see the energy. People are like, believe, they believe in you. They believe in your excitement. You know, you're not getting excited about some whack shit. So like, yeah, you, you can, that's how you develop a following, right? It's like you engage with people. And they respond because they they like they actually like it. You're not trying to shove something down people's throats they don't want, and I think that's cool. Right. Andrew, same thing for you. You know, if you decided to just believe in yourself, please listen. There's a difference. The big difference. I'm on my way down. Okay, are you retired? Are you retired? Are you over? Listen, no, I know. No, I know I'm the here and a teacher now. Like, oh, okay. everybody wants to talk about first kills. You know, da da da. It's like, I. I make my money. I pay my rent teaching and, and, and engineering. So like, yeah, first kills is a, I think Drake ended your career. I think that when Drake (laughs) blew up, so classified has that line, they'll make it in songs like the 1990s, but that's how we like it all rugged and grimy. No, see, but no, but Drake, you're so sad. That era is finally over. You just, you didn't, you didn't respond to it. You just, well, no, well, when Drake, Drake blew up, I still hadn't done a lot of the things that I'm known for. So no, I mean, Drake didn't, Drake was the beginning. It's, it's actually my, my career arc is similar to Drake's in that it's kind of like, he's sort of still around maintaining, but it's, he's not yeah. like reinventing the wheel. Bombay well, rise but, but from the dead. Well, well you know, that, that's, that's the thing too, with this thing with music. So I'm trying to cut you I'm going to Tina Turner this shit. But it's like, it's like, even when I first started like making, like producing music and like making beats, everything was like hip hop, like boom, bap. Yeah. orientated like it was Toronto super too, yeah. and I, I didn't really want to change it but mm-hmm. i don't know i think like as as like i did more beat battles and i did you know uh, and i met more people and like listened to different types of like music coming out of like the u.s and the uk i was like okay yo i really have to step it up you know like really explore these different genres like dude if you if you guys heard like my 2015 2014 like 2014 stuff it was super like boom bap, like it was like, boom, boom. yeah, like, and then now I'm like being a little bit more, you know, I'm trying to experiment more with like different things, right? But like, yeah, man, it's I. It also came from like a, a point of like trying to, you know, like be try to explore like these different things I can do with music. Well, you, and and when we we originally when I talked to you and we got to know each other, but you were telling me about where you came from too. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things that I think is it was interesting in that. You know, you were talking about how much Michael Jackson influenced you, for example. And, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, being from, but being from Qatar, being from a, a totally different place in the world, there's something about, you know, you're, you're, um, you're identifying with or, or, you know, vibing with this music that is very clearly from another part of the world. And that's like, that's like almost, you know, a, a birth point for you where it's like from the very beginning, you were sort of extending yourself your consciousness your listening your listenable self into these other areas and you've kept that right like you've you've continued to be to look beyond what is you know in your immediate area for for sounds for inspiration you know i and i think that's like i think that's a clear 
you know, as you're saying, right, like, there's this clear sense where it's like, you're always searching. You're a constant student of the game. That's why you continue to get better and better, you know, even since uh, in the short time I've known you, better and better and better and crazier and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. No, thank you, man. Yeah, dude, Michael Jackson, like, he was such a big, you know, he was such a big inspiration, man, just as a kid, just because, like, the dude could, you know, every song was just a smash and, like, he could dance and, like, you know, as a... It was just it was just a dope feeling, man. And especially we didn't have that much like uh, like North American music coming up. It's only like around like the two thousands. That's when we started getting more like cassettes and things like that. And, chingy, you know, chingy, chingy. Oh yeah, chingy right was there. bro. Not even that, man. We're talking Montel Jordan next, Donnell Jones. Like my sister Dude, was. No. Yeah, it's really you big. Get so, I think we could get chingy on a record. I think we could. <laughs> so speak, speaking of that listen i brought up the idea but why don't we do this okay somebody start the show somebody get a vibe okay send it to the next man i'll, I'll let you two start send All something right. to somebody else okay next man the little on top get it to me i'll do some arrangements some trinkets whatever and then let's get you back on the show in 2021 when the epidemic is even worse. And, uh, and we'll, play it, we'll play it at the end of the episode, okay? No. Open-ended thing, yeah. but let's do this. The people need it. And tell, listen, just, uh, just to close out too, that make sure, Bombay, everyone knows how to, how to find you, where to find you, where to follow you, and where to get on that new mailing list that you just launched. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. So, yeah, everyone can follow me on Instagram at HeyBombay1. My Twitter is HeyBombay. Uh, the mailing list, uh, it's in the link in my bio on, uh, on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, thank what you guys get, so much. What do they get with the mailing list? Just quick. Oh, man, for, so if you join the mailing list, uh, immediately you get access to some drum sounds and some samples. And then, like, you get a follow-up email with some new samples. I dropped those on Thursday, I believe. And this week... Is going to be some drums and maybe some more loops. Nice. Sample loops. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Get on it, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you.
Hi, this is Lincoln Bio. Listen to Ruckus Avenue Radio at dashradio.com and download the Dash Radio app for complete access 24 hours a day, seven days a week to our station.